Hello friends, welcome or welcome back. You're listening to Strictly Crime with me, Alex. It's time for a new episode. As always, I hope you guys are doing amazing. I cannot believe it is the middle of July. The summer has went by so quickly, but I hope you guys are enjoying it nonetheless. Not much has really been going on in the true crime world. If you guys did see that Brian Laundrie's notebook was posted of his accounts of what allegedly happened and how he killed her, though in my opinion, I don't really know if I believe that and I feel like it's for attention, and even after death. But that kind of came out. But other than that, I haven't really seen any big news. But this case that we have this week is crazy. I was shook to my core when I heard it. And I heard it on the podcast Inhuman. They do so good. I love listening to their podcast because they are not a super, you know, they have a lot of followers, um, but compared to me anyway, but they're not like on the top charts. So I kind of relate to them a little bit more. You know, they're a little bit of smaller of a podcast and I like interacting with small podcasts and giving each other love. We all need to uplift each other. So I love their podcast and I never heard of it before of this case that we're going to be doing. So I dug deep and we're going to get started. This is the horrific murder of Heather Kwan and Ryan Waller. Now, this was during... Christmas time in 2006, 18-year-old Ryan Waller and his girlfriend Heather Kwan, who was 21 at the time, were supposed to meet his family for a Christmas party in 2006, and it was not far from his apartment, and when he didn't show up, Ryan's father got kind of worried, you know, it's Christmas, and this is not like him, you know, he's 18 years old, very young, he's not missing Christmas, and he eventually reported, you know, not hearing from his son. And so he told the police kind of what was going on. And he went to Ryan's house to check on him and wait for police. Now, when police got there, they knocked several times and he was not answering. They were like banging on the door. But finally, he did end up answering and he had a severe black eye. So, They were immediately alarmed, like, what is going on? And so they started asking him questions, but he seemed very out of it. Maybe like he was drunk or something was wrong with him. He didn't really respond to any questions. He just seemed very confused. And the Phoenix, Arizona police noticed a woman laying down inside the apartment on a couch and felt something was off. Now, his father did mention that he was going to be coming to the party with his girlfriend, Heather. So they asked, is that Heather? And Ryan responded that he didn't know who she was. Ryan was acting very strange. Like, that is all we can really put it as. 
because when you learn what happens later, that's literally what it is, is just strange and bizarre. He did not want to let them in the house or the apartment. And he was just very odd. Now, they immediately knew that because this woman is laying on the couch, that they had to enter because they needed to make sure she was okay. So when they finally entered the home, they found Heather Kwan dead on the couch. Now, Waller was put in the back of a squad car as the police investigated the crime scene. Medics were called to figure out what happened to her, but nobody checked out Ryan while he sat in the back of the cop car. The police transported him to the station for interrogation. Before they questioned him, they reportedly took 43 pictures of his injuries. From the start, the detective didn't believe anything Ryan Waller was saying, which I can understand to an extent because your girlfriend's down on the couch and you're alive. So what's going on? I totally get that. However, he did have what looked like pretty bad injuries to his face. And his answers didn't make any sense, probably due to a head injury. They did not believe anything he was saying. And instead of taking him to the hospital, the policeman allegedly took him to the interrogation where he was kept for the next two hours, bewildered by what had happened. His father was very confused and he was thinking, you know, why is my son getting put in this cop car and then getting taken away handcuffed? But at least he was happy that his son was alive and okay. Um, he tells the detective during the interview that he was shot in the eye. And I am going to play some clips for you of this interrogation because it's just all over the place and I want you guys to listen. In this interrogation, you will hear Ryan be asked several questions. What happened that night? Did he kill Heather? Does he know who kills Heather? Lots of things. And he tells the investigator that he was shot in the face. Now, he is very confused here. And as you will hear, he does say, I don't know, pretty much to every question. But he does give a little bit of truth in between those I don't knows. So as you listen, pay attention to what he's saying because he reveals what truly happened that night. Sleep and go to sleep. 
machine is dead. But you shoot arrows glowing darts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And me and her was so that's it. And Heather wasn't there. Eric wasn't there. It was just me and Heather.
So as we can hear from these horrific clips, Ryan is trying to tell a story, but something is wrong. He got shot in the face. He's trying to tell this detective who did it and what really happened, but he is so confused and has such a terrible injury that it's hard for anything to come out and sound correct. And so it did take a while for detectives to figure out that he was actually injured. Personally, if you guys go on my Instagram, Strictly Crime, and look at the photos that I will have of him and Heather, a few of them are going to be a little graphic um, of his injury. If you look at his face, immediately you know something is wrong. That is not just a black eye. It was far, far worse. And the first thing they should have done, I mean, there was a dead woman found in the apartment. The first thing they should have done is take Ryan to the hospital. But they did not do that. Instead, they interrogated him for hours while he said his head hurt. He just wanted to go to sleep. I mean, that is definitely red flag saying, I am tired. My head hurts. I was shot. And he's just saying all this and they're just keep interrogating him. But finally... The detective grabbed Waller's head, which you can hear a little bit in the clip, and he whimpered and said that his head hurt really bad. Now, this tough-talking detective immediately became, in a way, caring, and he said he was going to have a paramedic take a look at his injuries. At that moment, he realized that Ryan Waller had probably actually been shot in the face and uncuffed him, and... The police officers reportedly couldn't believe Ryan's story as they claimed he couldn't have survived being shot in the eye, but later did believe him. Now, the world works in mysterious ways and people have survived crazy things. If you guys know anything about adrenaline, I mean, we learned in my science class when I was in high school, this man, let me give you a little story that we learned, this man was rock climbing and he had kind of got on some loose rocks and he fell backwards onto the ground and a boulder fell on top of him and he was kind of close to the edge of a cliff he was able to pick up this boulder and throw it off of him over the cliff and of course he broke all of his bone, a lot of his bones, not all of his bones, obviously, but a good amount of bones. But because of the adrenaline, he was able to survive. And I understand a gunshot is a lot different, but the way that it was positioned in his face, and I'm sure a good amount of adrenaline, he was able to survive and be somewhat coherent. Even though he was confused, he did tell the detectives what happened to him. So the detective took inventory of his injuries and all of this and sent the paramedic to come and help him. Unfortunately, the injuries that Ryan Walker suffered eventually led to his death. Now, it's not as soon as you think. 
the bullet had actually torn a chunk of Waller's skull and punctured his sinus, bone, brain, and the meal was slowly penetrating his brain as well. Now, this is a true, true miracle. And it is still unclear why it took the police so long to recognize this dire situation that Ryan Waller was in. Possibly because they thought he was responsible for killing his girlfriend, which I had said earlier, and which in some ways I do understand. Now, even so, he still should have been given medical attention far sooner than he was. After being transported to the hospital, he had to be rushed into surgery. He lost both of his eyes. Some sources did say just his left eye. Either way, this is truly saddening. He also lost a large portion of his brain. The staff determined he had indeed been shot twice in the head. The strength that he showed through this whole ordeal did end up helping the police because they sought after Richie Carver, which is Ryan Waller's old roommate, and Richie's father, Larry Carver, for this crime. On December 23rd, 2006, now this is what actually happened that night. Those two burglars, those two terrible men, broke into Ryan Waller's apartment and his girlfriend was there, 21-year-old Heather Kwan. They apparently shot Ryan on the back of his head, presumed that he had died because usually you don't shoot someone in the face or the head and assume that they are alive. And then the men later shot Heather Kwan to death. The Carvers would be apprehended a short time later and the motives for the shooting vary. Some have said that Ryan and Richie had gotten into like a physical altercation while they were roommates that actually ended in both of them pointing guns at each other. But others have said that Richie hit on um, Heather, leading Ryan to kick him out of the apartment. There is very little information available on the aspects of the actual crime. Now, as these two disgusting men anticipated that both of these individuals were dead, in reality, Ryan survived the injuries, but instead of police rushing him to the hospital, they interrogated him. Now, in 2012, in December, the Maricopa County jury had found Larry Lloyd Carver guilty on multiple counts in connection with the 2006 murder of Heather Kwan and the attempted murder of her boyfriend, Ryan Waller. And what had happened was, um, Richie was prosecuted, but it took a little bit more time for his father to be apprehended for this crime. So he faced the possibility of spending the rest of his life in prison when he was sentenced by this judge in 2013 and he was the accomplice to his son Richie Lee Carver who was convicted in 2008 to natural life in prison and the Maricopa County attorney Bill Montgomery said when they 
convicted Larry Carver. Today's verdict is a long-awaited milestone on what has been a torturous and difficult road to justice for the victims of this terrible crime, requiring an extra, <laughs> extraordinary detour through our state legislator. Now, we now await for the imposition of a sentence that will appropriately hold this defendant accountable for his criminal actions. The county attorney also kind of went through what had happened that night a little bit as well. He said that Larry and his son Richie went to Ryan's house seeking revenge for what they believe is this altercation that happened. And the Carvers attempted to force their way through. Richie put his arm inside, shot Mr. Waller, leaving him for dead, he thought, entered and killed Heather apparently because she was a witness and they actually did steal several weapons and a computer from the scene. When officers, you know, found him still conscious and everything, the attorney says that they just kind of didn't know what to do. And detectives later learned that Richie Carver was the former roommate and, you know, he was convicted in June 2008 of felony murder, burglary, aggravated assault, and misconduct involving weapons and sentenced to term a, a of a term of natural life. The case against Larry Carver was based in part of confessions he made to his wife and was ultimately dismissed after she invoked her marital privilege and refused to testify against her husband. Which, are you serious? If my, first of all, it doesn't matter if I was married or if I was dating someone, if they told me that they murdered somebody, one, I would leave their ass, um, hello, but also two, I'm sending them and doing whatever I can to send them straight to hell or prison or wherever they can make up for what they did. And instead... The family of Heather Kwan had to appeal to the legislator to enact what became known as Heather's Law. And this amended the marital privilege statute to compel a defendant's spouse to testify. After a legal battle over whether the law should apply retroactively to Larry Carver's case, the court ruled in favor of the state and Carver was re-indicted in November 2011 on first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, burglary, and aggravated assault. Following a 10-day trial, the jury deliberated for two and a half days before reaching a verdict of guilty on all counts. And Heather's Law amended the marital privilege statute to compel a defendant's spouse to testify by providing an exception to the privilege if one spouse voluntarily provides police with information about the other spouse's involvement in a serious crime. The murder behind Heather's Law, Larry Lloyd Carver, has been found guilty and on multiple counts. And uh, so they both went to prison. So just... It's so good to be able to actually get justice. You know, there was a little bit of sketchy things that went on, but they are in prison and they are going to rot in there. So it's great that they're going to both be in there for the rest of their lives. I will post both of their nasty faces because 
I believe that they should be shown how disgusting they are, who these people are, and they need to be talked about. They committed these crimes and they need to pretty much deal with it and uh, face what they did. You know, unfortunately, even though in some ways there was justice with both Richie and Larry in jail for the rest of their lives, a couple of things unfortunately happened to Ryan Waller. Now, he went blind and depended on his parents for the rest of his life. Ryan Waller died from a seizure that was related to the injuries from the shooting. He would suffer many seizures as a result of his injuries, and his life was never close to the same as it used to be. Remember, he was 18 years old when he was shot in the face for absolutely no reason, and his girlfriend, whom he loved, was murdered right beside him. Now, 10 years later, after the ordeal, he died from a seizure and he was 28 years old. The Waller family filed a lawsuit against the Phoenix Police Department and it dragged on for about three years before a trial date was set. But, you know, very suspiciously, three weeks before this trial was set, the city of Phoenix filed a dismissal with the court. They declaimed, they claimed, sorry, that they found a brain expert that said the six-hour delay would ha not have made a difference. And the Waller family said they also found a brain surgeon expert and that was happy to testify that every minute he was being interrogated was affecting his recovery. His brain was swelling and every minute that went by, it was getting worse and worse. And that is just causing brain damage and... Unfortunately, a judge dismissed this case and the Waller family believes that that judge was paid off. No one was held accountable for the negligence that day. Ryan is remembered as a hero and because he is so strong and was able to pretty much push through this, he was able to identify the assailant's with two bullets in his head, and he got justice for his girlfriend, Heather Kwan, and he is a strong and brave man. And Heather was known as a beautiful, kind-hearted girl. She was 21, and she was a 2003 graduate of Mountain Ridge High School. She completed her education at Glendale Community College and was a student at ASU and planned to attend law school. She aspired to become a defense attorney. She volunteered as big sister with the Valley Big Brother and Big Sister program. And from a very young age, Heather seemed to sense when others were hurting and gave her friendship to those who needed it most. She was a strong-willed individual who not only lived life, but loved it. And she was survived by her mother and father, her brother, and all of her grandmas and aunts and uncles and cousins, and Ryan, who all deeply missed her and mourned her loss. But they did celebrate her life in private, and because of Ryan Waller, justice was able to be served for her. I definitely recommend that you guys maybe go watch some of the interrogation because it's like an hour long. I only put a couple minutes in here. 
but it I am in a way very upset I don't always trust law enforcement I know there are there are good cops out there I I do know that but something should have been done differently here um you're innocent until proven guilty. So they shouldn't have cared about interrogating him at the moment. They should have taken him to the hospital, gotten his injuries looked at, and then interrogated him later. Because I believe, you know, I am not an expert when it comes to brains, but I believe that it definitely was not anything good waiting that long. He definitely should have been looked at sooner. And I just pray that that didn't that didn't hurt him too much more because I could not imagine having to sit there while this police officer, you don't know really what's going on. Someone's yelling at you and very stern and asking you all these questions. And he was just so confused. But because of his bravery and what he did, justice was served for Heather and I hope that both of them are resting in peace. I know that it's a sad story, but those two motherfuckers are in jail for the rest of their lives, and I hope they feel bad. I hope they don't drop their soap either, because karma is coming for them. I I just know it. <laughs> but I really hope that you guys enjoyed this story. It came out with you know, a little bit of justice, which is good. Of course, true crime is always sad, but it is great to see, you know, victims. Like, she was able to have this law passed in her name, so it's great to see things like that come out of something so tragic. I hope you guys enjoyed this case and being educated on it and hearing these victims' names because they are important people and Ryan is a hero and I just thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support this podcast, you can click the link below and donate. You can also share and rate my podcast, leave a review, and if you guys want to see a couple pictures, you can follow Strictly Crime on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for hearing the story of Ryan Waller and Heather Kwan. I will talk to you guys next week. See ya.